welcome to Charts and Hearts. I'm Sarah, and she's Lindsay. And together we're working our way through an epic list of rom-coms in order to find and categorize tropes in the hopes of uh, creating the nerdiest spreadsheet podcasts have ever seen. And today we're wrapping up our second, I think, Meg Ryan month mm-hmm. with Addicted to Love. This was an experience. Yeah, yeah. So had you seen this before? I don't think so. Okay. Because I think if I had, I would not have yeah. put it on the list. Uh-huh. I definitely thought it was like early 90s, which wouldn't have made it better, but would have made maybe a bit more sense. I don't maybe know. Maybe a bit more? <laughs> yeah. Also like the Matthew Broderick of the thing. Yeah. I think that's yeah. probably why I'm confused because this is 97. So like a year later, You've Got Mail came out. And yeah. Godzilla, which is weird. It they is was weird. definitely trying to make Matthew Broderick happen in yes, the late nineties, for sure. Yeah. For sure, it just feels later. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it is like peak make Ryan being quirky. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. Yeah, all it's weird because like when her hair is not like all done up to be angsty, it's the same haircut as you've got male. Yeah. And like walking her, watching her in that haircut in this movie is very jarring. <laughs> Because you're like, this is <laughs> yeah. not the same person. No, very, very opposite. Yeah, so this is Matthew Broderick plays a guy who somehow is an astronomer at a fancy research lab and also lives in a tiny town in the middle of the country. Uh-huh, and has and no problem his... leaving. Yeah, yeah. And then his girlfriend is a teacher and gets an opportunity to like go do a teachy thing in New York City and then leaves him for that um like breaks up with him and won't talk to him and so instead of like i don't know writing her a letter expressing his feelings or just like feeling his feelings and not putting them on her um he moves to new york lives like squats in a falling down building and spies on her Mm -hmm. and then meg ryan comes because meg ryan's ex is the guy that his girlfriend left him for and she is also trying to, well, she's trying to, like, explicitly ruin her ex's life, and two of them are creepy and stalkery and spy on their exes and then fall in love. And isn't it cute and charming? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just, well, because I hadn't seen this movie, so when he started, when Matthew Broderick leaves to go to New York, I was like, oh, he's gonna go, and he's gonna be, the, it's gonna be creepy that he's, like, rushing to her door to, like, beg for her to get back, and then they have to, like deal with hijinks of her new boyfriend and like that's what i would have expected like that's Uh that's the trope right of like small town guy goes to the big city to see his girlfriend who's fallen in love with the big city basically and then it's this yeah like yeah why who thought he uses his his telescope skills to stalk his ex and then meg ryan's character like creepily both like visually and audio creepily stalk like like look yeah, at like it. their entire lives like while they're watching tv while they're having sex like, yeah while both of like, them are his unclosed. only activity that he does that both of them do is like sitting around and watching their exes just live their life yeah in and the listen to them talk it's so fucking creepy yeah yeah and then they like try to break them up which like fair enough because the french guy that she gets together with is a dick Mm -hmm. but like yeah they like try to break them up by like 
you know, breaking into their house or breaking, yeah, breaking into their apartment and leaving women's underwear around so that she thinks he's cheating, which it turns out he is cheating, but yeah. Yeah. The other ways that they make it look like he's cheating, the, um, the, the monkey thing aside is very weird and nineties, but yeah. the, like the children spraying him with perfume and stuff so that he, it smells like he's been around women. Like that kind of stuff is what you would expect again in the normal version of this movie, which is still not great, but it's funny and like full of hijinks. And they're like, Oh, look, he's got lipstick yeah. on his collar and he smells like a woman. Ah, you know, like that harmless fun, yeah. but still weird because it's a stranger. But then no, they go break into his house and do all the stuff and then have sex in their bed. Yeah. It's weird. And also he, they try to like ruin the French guy, like the new boyfriend's professional life too. Like, yeah. They put, mice in his restaurant when there's a big reviewer and yeah oh and because he gets a job as a dishwasher at the restaurant yeah he's stalking him doubly yeah extra stalkery it's just good and then like they get together in a really unearned way like it's obvious that they're like attracted to each other but then they go from that like you know hate hating each other but also having an interest in common and like being attracted to each other to like being in love and it's so unearned. Yeah, and it's yeah. just... <sighs> yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Um, so yeah, this is probably going to be a bit of a shorter episode. because. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, any other observations that you would like to share? Yes. Is this the Home Alone 2 house? Uh, possibly. <laughs> that's the first thing I thought of. Because like that's, the way he gets into it is basically yeah. the same way Kevin gets into it in home yeah. alone too it's it's very home alone yeah. style hijinks yeah and of course it's like movie for adults very dangerous and sketchy when they first get there and then they like spruce it up with whatever oh because they steal his credit card so that's why they have money uh, yeah. and then it's safe and fine and they live there both of them but where are they sleeping where are they peeing like yeah like just is there electricity there must be electricity there's electricity somehow, somehow. do they have a and fridge running water like yeah i just blah. yeah um, it's so gross we'll get into Meg Ryan's look in the, when we get to the tropes, but the fact that she makes collages, again, is surprising that it's 1997. I was like, that's a 94, 95 kind of thing. But of course she does. That's how you know she makes edgy art by, like, ripping up magazines and using their words. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so quirky. I'm like, I'm pretty sure um, that's the same art that's on Julia Stiles' wall in 10 Things I Hate About Basically. Um, yeah, so he's a scientist and he does all this, like, data collection and it's like interesting the data he collects. Mm -hmm. Like it's creepy, but it's also yeah. interesting the way that they do it. Like well, yeah, he, it's like if like, it wasn't creepy, you know, tracks it would be or smile totally to, like predict our thing. Like yeah. that's what we like to do, but not in a creepy yeah. way. But it's so creepy. But then it's like completely abandoned and doesn't go anywhere. Well, it's, it doesn't go anywhere, and also he's wrong, which is like again, if this was a better written movie, yeah. that's like a, an exploration into he doesn't actually know. Kelly Preston as much as he thinks exactly. he does. He yeah. doesn't know yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know her in her, her new life. He is obsessed with this girlfriend the who idea of her. was idolized him back in the day and then he and so and then she left and how dare she because all she was supposed to do was be take care of him. Yeah. And like, oh, why would you have career aspirations when uh -huh. you can quit your job and yeah. be a stay at home wife? Mm -hmm. Yeah. On the other hand, Kelly Preston's character also is pretty shitty. Well, yeah. I mean, who goes to New York, leaves their long-term boyfriend after, like, she's not even there for that long. No, I think it's, and like, then six is, weeks. 
Yeah, so she like moves in with the first French guy that she finds. Yeah, and so like she doesn't have to live in like shared housing. Basically. And the <laughs> first time her dad, she sends her dad a dear John letter for Matthew Broderick. Like makes sense, so she doesn't have to go home, even though phones exist. But then her dad flies to New York so she can get him to read a dear John letter to the French guy as well. Of like that, like what? Yeah. Break up with boys by yourself. Yeah. It's an important skill to have. Yeah. So it's just also of like, why do we want, not that I want Matthew Broderick to get what he wants, but also why? Why would I want yeah. him to get back with this person? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. are I, Well, I don't questions. want him to get anything he wants because he's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then there's a weird Lassie analogy of like. Yeah. That's a strange. I, it doesn't really make and any also, sense. And also like he was on the plane watching Lassie. But he was yeah. able to get off the plane. So I was like, were they playing a movie? No, I think he like got off the plane, got on a different plane, plane? and flew okay. back. I was very confused. But he also has no money. I know. <gasps> I don't or understand. a job anymore. No, well, like, no he, job yeah, prospects. He was a dishwasher. Yeah. And he, yeah. You know, I'm assuming got fired from his job for leaving job. it with no notice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there's like a weird forced thing of like Matthew Broderick and Meg Ryan doing like photos together i don't remember how oh, why her grandma is there and she has oh, a camera yeah. or something yeah Nobody her knows. grandma's there and like thinks they're so cute so they like take photos and then she like makes them kiss which we'll talk about that in tropes but like yeah yeah then and it's then like he... he's looking at the photos while he's on the plane and watching mm-hmm. lassie and thinks yeah. he has deep thoughts because mm, he's well also he's, he's on a, a plane yeah yeah. Well, he's a man in the 90s, so of course his thoughts are profound. Yeah. And also, okay, so spying, it isn't cute. It's stalking. Yes. And like, even if you set up projectors onto sheets all over the abandoned hovel that you're living in and make everything look so quirky and charming and creepy, like, no. that makes it creepier. It's it so makes creepy. it so much worse. It's so creepy. <sighs> it's just. <sighs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, tropes. Well, we'll start with the one on the bottom because it's New yeah. York. Even though we don't see any of New York, we see hardly this anything block. other than like cabs. It yeah. definitely was not filmed in New York. No. It was filmed like you know. I don't even think we get a trope shot of the Empire State Building. No, which just is surprising. New York cabs and like abandoned buildings. Yeah. Um, oh, going after the girl who left you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Very classic. Um, tough female protagonist and you know that she's tough because she has dark eyeshadow that she wears and all the time in this while she hair. lives in this abandoned building and yet her eyeshadow yeah. is perfectly fine all the time uh-huh yeah. oh and she drives a motorcycle of course of course she does oh they're yeah very quickly attracted to each other it's like lust at first sight but also mm-hmm. they kind of hate each other mm-hmm. but then they like decide to work together to be creepy stalkers creepy stalkers yep yeah. yeah um the other guy, the French guy, is a dick, and yeah. like they set him up, and like again, it gets it goes over the top on this level of stuff that they do to him. Yeah, the to the point I'm like, this isn't funny anymore. And no, but like he does deserve some of it. Like if they had stopped with the quirky, like you smell like perfume, and you have lipstick on your collar. And so then he admits to cheating and they break up. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Or okay. like moving if they on. got actual evidence of him cheating and sent it to her rather than manufacturing evidence of him cheating. Yes. Also would have been yeah. fine. But that would have required them leaving their stalker apartment. Uh-huh. Um, oh, our love interests got forced into like close proximity and also kissing. 
And sudden realization of love. He doesn't technically run back to her, but he does have that realization. And again, this is like, I don't know how much time passes, but not a lot. It's like maybe a month. I think so. It's like kind of a long time in the world of the rom-coms that we've talked about this in, but it's still so short. And like they hate each other for most of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. Okay. Lindsay, does this pass the Bechdel test? No. No. Kidding no, I don't even know if any female characters talk at all to each other, let alone about not men. I don't think men. so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, the, like Matthew Broderick becomes friends with French guy, but yeah. Kelly Preston never interacts with any of them, like, not even with Matthew Broderick until the very end. Yeah. Like, she's just oh, like alone. Oh, the very beginning, sort in of. In the very beginning. But, yeah, she's just with French guy, and that's it. And she's children. just And children. She is a, just a prop. Yeah. Oh, completely. Completely. And Meg Ryan doesn't talk to anybody, I guess, other than her grandma, but she's talked to her grandma about Matthew Broderick Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay, let's make a really weird pie. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. So, dark eyeshadow. I mean, it's 1997, so it's got to be like a solid, what, 20%? Yeah, like it's 1997 and they're like, we have Meg Ryan, but she's being bad in this and we can't have America's sweetheart be bad so we better give her dark eyeshadow so it's okay Uh and lots of gel and bobby pins she has so many bobby pins in her hair and i don't know what any of them are doing they're just like decoration it was the 90s well yeah but they weren't like those kind of bobby pins they were normal but yeah no they were like to hold parts of her hair flat so that parts of it could be spiky oh yeah yeah um okay yeah Lens and like video technology that definitely does not work like no, how they show it working. Not at all. It's so um, yeah, yeah. Like they get crisp, projectable, like life size video from I don't even know what a telescope. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say like fifty. No, I agree. Like it's obviously it's the main point of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to be distracted by something, otherwise you just get too mad about mm-hmm. the stalkeriness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so scientific diagrams, which yeah. he does, especially so at the beginning, quite a lot. Data visualizations. Yep, you have to know that he's a scientist. So this makes sense that he's doing this then, I guess? I think it's like they're trying to make it like he's being methodical about getting her back, blah, blah, blah. But it just makes it creepier. No. When you do research on human beings, they have to consent to the research. Ugh, gross. Okay. Um, and yeah, projected videos, they're used as like exposition and mm, background mm-hmm. noise and just so creepy and probably should be more but i want them to be less so 15 percent. yeah yeah i think that's good so what's next for these two do you think Ugh. <laughs> i hope that they make out and then realize that they're both terrible human beings break up go back to their lives and get some therapy god. yes oh my god <sighs> yeah um, yeah, I hope they don't get together or stay together. No, I, I can't imagine it. I can't imagine they would last. No, I think he goes back and ends up working as a dishwasher in his small town because he doesn't, he left his, like, academic job in the middle of the day, basically. Yeah. Which is not how academia works, even if you are a white man in the 90s. So. Oh, can only hope. Um, and Lindsay, what's next for us? Bonnie Hunt Month. Hooray! Yay! <laughs> our fave uh yeah so next up on our feet which will be next week because our schedule is a little ooshy right now um we will be doing return to me one of my favorite movies of all time and not just because david Duchovny 
is so dreamy. Yeah, it's going to be so good. <sighs> Can't yeah, wait. I'm very excited. Um, yeah, definitely some shenanigans ahead. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Um, apologies for the Uchi schedule. I'm better now and can talk. Hooray! It hurting or hurting you. Um, don't forget that you can leave us a rating or a review wherever you get your podcast. Uh, and you can always find us on social media. We're at Charts and Hearts Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Threads. And we're at Charts and Hearts on Twitter. And you can head to our website, chartsandhearts.com, where you can submit your suggestions for rom-coms and tropes to add to the list. And you can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash chartsandheartsclub. For Meg Ryan Month, we did... What Happens Later, which is a weird, weird movie, but it has David Duchovny in it, so it pairs nicely with Return to Me. And for Bonnie Hunt Month, we're doing Jerry Maguire. So that will be interesting. It, it will happen. <laughs> Don't worry. After this, Patreon movies get so much better. Um, the schedule is on our social somewhere, but so for a sneak peek of what is coming up on Patreon, but also just join us. It's only $2 a month. And soon you'll be able to listen to us talk about some of the best movies of all time, in oh my, God. my opinion, anyway. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, yeah, we'd love to know your thoughts on this movie, if you've seen it, if you also thought it was creepy as I'll get out. And in the meantime, I don't have to decide the death part right now. I can just wait and see how I feel once his dignity is a thing of the past. <laughs>